Does the boundary between work and home feel a bit blurred? You can't seem to stop working or turn off your work brain? When a last-minute meeting is called, you stay late to attend or spend time preparing for it. I mean, yes, your family is, of course, your priority, but you spend so much more time working or thinking about work that your priorities probably feel a bit skewed. In today's episode, I'm talking about boundaries. The line or the barrier between work and home, it's not actually a physical object. It's not like a fence that separates one from the other. So what is it actually? I will break down exactly how to start thinking about the boundary between work and home and dive into three things that make it hard for us to stick to it. You ready? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Ambitious and Balanced Working Mom Podcast, the place for women who want to balance their ambitious career goals with their life as a mom. If you're looking to feel more confident, decisive, and productive at both work and home, then this is the place for you. I'm your host, Rebecca Olson. Let's get to it. Hey, working moms, how's everybody doing today? My family is headed out to Disneyland in just a couple of days, and so I'm beginning to prepare for that. It's been a trip that kind of been in the books for a while. My grandmother passed away in July of 2020, and she was a really big Disney fan. And my brother and his family and my dad and myself and my family were all coming together to honor her and be with her. It was a trip that we talked about taking last fall, but of course, due to COVID, we couldn't. And so we're just getting so excited. And so I'm in the middle of kind of wrapping up all of the details of work so that I can truly shut down my brain not check email or notifications in any way, just be fully present because I'm going to be out for six plus days. But here's the thing. I know going into this vacation that there is always going to be more to do. I'm not going to be able to accomplish enough in the next two days and get through all of my to-do list and get it down to zero. I mean, that's not even really my goal because I know that what it's going to take for me to truly wrap up my work and take this whole vacation is not for me to get more done. It's just simply to believe that I've done enough, to believe that my clients are taken care of, to believe that I have everything that I need prepared, and to just trust myself that when I get back to work, I'm going to be able to prioritize and get right back into the swing of things as if I was never gone. Now, I know that my brain all throughout this vacation is going to want to offer that I should check my email, that I should check social media, that I should check in with clients about what's going on with them. And I know that that voice is still going to be in my head and I'm going to have to manage that so that I don't actually listen to that voice and I don't actually log on and check things like my voice in my head is going to tell me to. I'm just going to expect that my brain is just going to keep offering to me that I should be doing more and I should be logging on and so forth, because that's kind of how it's wired. That's not really a problem as long as I don't listen to it and that I make choices to prioritize the things that matter most to me. And for sure, being present and focused on my kids and being in Disneyland is 100% my priority. And what is not my priority is prompt communication and being 100% prepared for work so that when I come back, everything runs smoothly. And this really makes for a good segue into today's episode because what I'm going to be talking about today is boundaries. 
Now, I'm going to talk about this in a way that you probably have never really heard somebody talk before. So I really wanted to start with what boundaries actually are, because we use that word a lot when we say we need to put up boundaries between work and home. You know, I need to keep to my boundary between work and home, right? What actually is a boundary? Now, the definition of boundary is a protective barrier, right? So think fence. So we put up fences to protect the things that are most important to us. We have fences around our yard in order to protect our house and our plants and our pets. Or on a farm, you have a fence around your farm animals, like your cows and your chickens and your goats and your pigs, in order to protect them from predators or to just simply from wandering out into the road and being hit by a car. Our walls of our house are kind of like a fence. They're the protective barrier that keeps us safe from inclement weather, from thieves coming in, and from rain, and so forth. So when we use the term boundary, when we're talking about work-life balance, we obviously are not talking about a physical barrier like a fence. We're talking about a different kind of barrier. I'm going to explain exactly what that barrier is in a moment. But even before that, I really want to make sure we understand what is the barrier protecting. A fence around farmyard animals is protecting your farmyard animals, is protecting the milk that the cow is making, it's protecting the eggs that the chickens are laying, it's protecting food, right? That's the food that the farmer has or their assets that they have for sustaining their farm and making money on their farm. But what is the protective barrier protecting when we're talking about work-life balance? What is that? Think about that for a moment. When you think about putting a very clear boundary between work and home, what are you protecting? You're protecting the things that are most important to you, but they're not physical things like a house or farm animals or pets. They're intangible things like our family time, our energy, our goals, our connected and loving marriage, time for yourself to read a good book, family game night seeing your daughter score a goal at a soccer game, teaching your son how to ride a bike. You know, when we're talking about creating really good boundaries between work and home, we're talking about wanting to protect the most important things to you, which is your time and your energy and your priorities, okay? So now what is the actual thing that is protecting your time, energy, and priorities and all of these special moments that you wanna be creating in your life? It's not a physical barrier, like a fence or a walls of a house. Instead, it's your choices, your yes and your no. That is the barrier that either protects the things that are most important or it doesn't. Now, we make over 30,000 decisions a day, most of them on a very unconscious level. Some of those decisions affect our time and our energy and our productivity and our ability to be present. And it's in those decisions that we either protect the things that are most important to us or we don't. Images are very powerful for our brain. So I want you to imagine this, or maybe even if you're at home or you're at work or something and you have an ability to like take a piece of paper and walk through this very quick exercise, it's going to be helpful to your brain. But even if you can, I just want you to imagine this for a moment. Draw a big circle on a piece of paper. Inside the circle... I want you to write out the things that are most important to you. Things like spending time with your kids, a loving marriage, time for yourself, a good night's sleep, 
a successful career, one-on-one time that's focused with each of your children. Get specific. The more specific, the better. You don't just want to say family. What is it about your family, right? Family is too nebulous. Is it time with your family? Is it sitting around a table and eating together? Is it going on adventures together? What is exactly with your family? Is it financially providing for them? Is it instilling certain values in them? What specifically is it? Because if you keep saying family, ultimately, you're never going to spend more time with your family than you do at work because work takes up more time in a work week than your family does. And so if it was really true that family was the most important thing, then you would be spending all of your time with them and you wouldn't be spending the time at work, right? It's not just family in a nebulous way. It's family in a very specific way. Okay, so make sure you get really specific inside the circle. What is it that you are protecting? Now, that circle, the line specifically that surrounds the things that are most important to you, that represents your decisions, your yes and your no. Okay, now if you drew this circle with a pencil, I want you to take a little portion of that circle, maybe like a couple inches wide, and I want you to erase it. Okay, so you have like an opening in your circle. Or if you drew it in pen, just make a big X somewhere that's a couple inches big, somewhere along that line that creates the circle. That is a leak. And it's created when you make choices that prioritize something other than what's inside the circle. And the more and more you do that, the more and more you make that choice, the bigger and bigger the leak in your boundary gets and the harder and harder it becomes to plug it up. Okay, now that leak in your boundary, it's kind of like a broken down portion of a fence, right? So if we're talking about a protective barrier in a physical sense, we've been talking about it like a fence. Well, that leak in your barrier is like somebody came along and knocked down a piece of wood and now there's a small opening. Then somebody else came by and knocked down another piece of wood or they knocked it and it kind of made a bolt loose in the fence and now it's kind of wiggly right? So that's the same concept if it helps you to think about it in terms of offense. Now, what creates that leak? What loosens the bolts and like makes the wood wobbly and fall down? What creates the opening in your protective barrier? Now, there are three types of choices that I see working moms that really create this leak. There's people-pleasing, perfectionism, and hyper-doing. And I want to give you examples of all three of these so that you can really see how these type of choices cause a leak in your barrier and allow for your energy and your time and your emotions and your priorities to leak out, right? They're causing your sheep to literally get out of the fence and wander away, okay? These three types of choices, people-pleasing, perfectionism, and hyper-doing. And at the heart of each of these is really you prioritizing somebody else or something else other than what's most important to you. Okay, so let's walk through these. People-pleasing. So I had a student in the collective come to me for coaching in one of our weekly group coaching calls, and she said that her boss last week had called a last-minute meeting at the end of the day. So my client was planning to leave work that day at like 5.30 p.m. and go home and be with her daughters and her husband for the evening, and then her boss calls this last-minute meeting and calls it right there at 5.30. And she didn't feel like she had a choice. So even though she didn't really want to stay for the meeting, she stayed and attended anyway. When I asked her why she did that, she said it was because she thought her boss would be disappointed in her if she didn't attend. 
Aha! I said, whenever we do something out of fear that someone else will be disappointed, that's people-pleasing. That's making a decision to do something to protect somebody else's emotions and priorities. So in this case, she had a choice to either protect something that was important to her, which was eating together as a family and having more downtime so she felt more rested for work the next day, or she could protect her boss's emotions and what he thought about her. Now, what I want to make sure here is that you see that there really isn't a right or wrong to this decision, but it's not a decision on whether or not she should attend the meeting. It's a decision about what she wants to protect. When we make decisions to protect other people's emotions or thoughts or priorities, that's at the heart of people-pleasing because other people's priorities and emotions and thoughts are rarely within our own circle. That's not what you likely wrote down as the most important things to you, your boss's feelings and thoughts and priorities, right? That's rarely in our circle. Because it's rarely in our circle, when we choose to prioritize it, it causes a little leak. And in this case, what leaked out was her family meal time and ultimately rest. Okay, so here's another example of a type of decision that causes a leak in our boundary. I had another student in the collective say that she didn't want to work this weekend. She didn't feel prepared for a presentation that she was giving on Monday. She wanted to spend a few hours potentially working on it over the weekend in order to be more prepared. The need to feel prepared, that stems from the need to not fail. It's an avoidance of failure, which is essentially perfectionism. Now, this student wasn't telling me that she wasn't prepared at all. She was just saying that she didn't feel prepared enough. And she had a choice to protect that fear of failure and increase her chances, maybe just slightly increase her chances of not failing and not looking like a fool. She could protect that or she could protect uninterrupted time with her family, maybe a trip to the park or some other activity that she'd have to give up in order to work. Again, there is neither a right or wrong decision. It's just a choice on what you want to protect. Likely setting yourself up to never fail is not something that you put within your boundary. If it was, it would likely take up an immense amount of space inside of your boundary because we only have so much space. We only have so much time. We only have so much energy. And if you're spending a lot of your time and energy protecting yourself so that you never fail and you never look like a fool, that's going to take up a whole bunch of that space inside the boundary because that's actually impossible to do. So you're going to waste a whole lot of time and energy and your personal resources and prioritization doing that. So in this case, though, the student did, in fact, with coaching, choose to protect her time with her family, which ended up being a lot of fun with her friends and her family, and there were birthday parties to attend and so forth. Let's talk about the third type of leak. I call this hyper-doing. Now, this is the need to just get one more thing done, you know, to check one more thing off your list, to fill every space and every moment and every ounce of your energy doing something, achieving something. Now, remember, a balanced life is a life that has some spaciousness to it. You can't be go, go, going and do, do, doing all of the time and create a balanced life. There has to be downtime and rest and reflection and space to just take it in 
and experience all of the goodness in your life. When we're actively doing things all of the time, we don't think about how amazing life currently is and how good we have it and how much we love our kids. Those types of thoughts and reflections, they happen when we're not doing something, when we pause for a moment. So a life of hyper-doing is a life of unrest. It's a life of actively trying to do more, to achieve one more thing. A lot of hyper-doers I speak with say, I just can't help it. My brain just can't find rest until I just get through that one thing or I send that one email or I just pick up the house just a little bit. But here's the thing. Most of what you wrote down that is inside of your circle, the things that you're trying to protect, they're not achievements. Some of them might be. Some of them might be goals that you have for yourself in your life or your career, like career growth and successes, but most of them are not. There are things like spending time with your kids and being present with them while you play Go Fish or while you build a big Lego set, right? The point isn't to get through as many rounds of Go Fish. It's not to achieve something and be the winner of Go Fish, or it's not to achieve the most amazing Lego tower or to even complete the Lego set if it's a Lego set. The point is to simply be present and enjoy the company of being with your kids and love on them and be loved back. Time for yourself might also be in this circle, in your boundary, right? But not to achieve a cleaner house, but to do a craft project that you've always wanted to do or to bake because you just love to do that or to read a good book. Again, the point is not to get through as many books as you can or to bake as many cookies so you can give them out to all your neighbors. The purpose is to just experience the enjoyment, the rest of those activities. One of my students, Erica, was working on taking an actual lunch for herself during her workday because her tendency was always to work through lunch, to eat on the go, to eat while she worked. Taking a break at lunch was a way for her to intentionally prioritize herself, take a little breather in the middle of the day, get some sunshine. And every weekday, she had a choice around noon. She could keep working and accomplish one more thing on her list, get back to one more person in her email, which would be prioritizing prompt communication or like a shorter to-do list. Or she could stop for 30 minutes, could call her friend, a mom, she could read a book, rest her eyes, take a little nap. What? (laughs) And when she did that, she was prioritizing self-care and a rested body. I remember getting a message from her one day that said, I finally did it. I did it. Instead of answering emails or sitting on my phone or my computer during lunch, I read a magazine and I didn't feel guilty about it. It felt so luxurious. It felt restful. I knew it was exactly what I wanted to be doing in that moment. Oh my gosh, I celebrated her so much because I know how hard that is. Our brain, hyper doers in their brain, it just keeps telling them, do more, accomplish more, keep going, there's more to do. And it's almost a never stopping cycle in our brain until we learn how to interrupt it. And for her, she was learning the process. She was learning the skill of learning how to interrupt that voice in her head that always told her to do more, which was always prioritizing accomplishing more, which was not really the thing that she wanted to keep inside of her boundary. It wasn't the thing that was most important for her. It was causing her unrest. It was causing her to not be present. It was causing her to not relax and take time for herself. So good, right? Gosh, just gives me chills thinking about it. Okay, so let's do a little quick recap here. When we're talking about creating boundaries between our work and our home life, what we mean 
is that we want to make choices that prioritize the things that matter most to us, which generally are things related to our family, not our work. And the most common three types of choices that prioritize our work instead of our family are people-pleasing, perfectionism, and hyperdoing. So when you think about creating a stronger boundary for you, what you need to be doing is focusing on making stronger, more confident decisions, caring less about what other people think or the fact that others may be disappointed or caring less about the possibility of getting something wrong or getting it not quite right and caring less about how many things you have on your to-do list or how many people might be waiting for you to get back to them. That's what's going to fortify your protective barrier, your boundary is when you start making choices to prioritize the things that actually matter to you and deprioritizing other people, other things, other people's emotions, and your to-do list. So I have a reflection question for you to answer to help you learn how to like plug up each of these three leaks that we talked about today. So Depending on if you are a people pleaser or you're a perfectionist or you're a hyper doer, here's a question for you. And maybe you're all some mixture of all three, like a lot of us are. That's fine. Each of these three questions are so valuable for you to be thinking about to help really fortify in your brain your priorities, your choices, and start poking away, if you will, decisions that are not in alignment with the choices that you want to be making. Okay, so here are three questions. Number one, if you're a people pleaser, here's your question. Why is it okay for people to be disappointed? Why is it okay for people to be disappointed? If you're a perfectionist, here's your question. What positive things come from failure? What positive things come from failure? And then if you're a hyper doer, here's your question. If it's not the amount of things that you accomplish, how else can you define? success. If it's not the amount of things you accomplish, how else can you define success? Dig into each of these. I really want to encourage you, push past the first few answers that you write down. And even if you stare at a blank page for five minutes before you write something else down, that's totally okay. Because I guarantee the eighth, the ninth, the 10th things you write, you write down, the answer that you have to really dig for in your brain is likely much more valuable and much more to the heart of the answer than the first things you come up with. So don't settle for the first few. Push yourself to come up with as many as possible to really create an argument for your brain why you should be protecting the things that you want to be protecting. All right, Working Moms, I'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. If you're looking to create a life where your career and your home life never feel at odds, where you're working less, but achieving at the same level, a life without regret, where you know you are doing exactly what you want to be doing. Then join the Ambitious and Balanced Working Moms Collective. This is a group of ambitious working moms who believe that work-life balance is possible for them and are committed to creating it. The program includes 30 short videos and workbooks that teach you how to create the building blocks of a balanced life as well as weekly group coaching and in-depth support within a private working moms community. Oh, and did I mention that when you join the community, you get lifetime access? That means you have access to coaching and material to help support your balanced life in every season. 
You can find out more information and sign up for The Collective on my website at www.rebeccaolsoncoaching.com forward slash collective.